Hello, and welcome to the Half-Blind Hecklers, episode 123. We have a lot of different stories, which is much better than Thursday, because Thursday was just like, all right, we have one story to cover for 55 minutes. <laughs> this is it. This is this all is it. This is all we're going to This is all. About. That's right. We're going to be a one-issue, like, you know, podcast that day. <laughs> yeah, we were. We were. <laughs> yeah. I had people that were like, whoa, you guys are really, like, mad about this. And I'm like, yeah, we're mad about it. <laughs> It's, it's like okay, so it, it the the thing I say to that is like it's like you don't care about bullying if you're in high school and you're not being bullied, but yeah. if you're being bullied, mm-hmm. you care about bullying. That's a big issue for you. That's I think yeah. that's the the thing that yeah, like if it affects you and affects the people around you, yeah, you care sure. about it. Oh yeah, you care. <laughs> you care. <laughs> so, but before we get into things, Danny, how are you doing today? Doing alright, buddy. I was no. tired, tired, basically, like I was. Trying to work through uh, work today, and I was just like, it's like every every chance we go between jobs, I was like, <laughs> yeah. just fell asleep because I was like, man, so tired. So <laughs> thankfully, got home and I just went like, I just like crashed. Yeah. Um, which is basically like what I used to do in university. I just never got sleep, and so I always had to like take naps throughout the day. Okay. Just to survive. <laughs> so yeah, I, yeah, felt I like got I was in university again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I got an email yesterday. It was like, oh yeah, you have a course in like the middle of October. And it's supposed to be like a like a how to deal with like physically aggressive clients and how to oh, nice. and it's supposed to be like an in-person course and you're supposed to be like training through the movements and all these things to be like deter clients mm. and like restrain them. And I'm like, uh-huh. and we're doing it online. I'm like, that's stupid. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, let's learn how to deflect a punch online. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> it's like shadow it's like shadow boxing tai chi it's like oh yeah anyways all right let's jump into the stories uh first one is from last thursday so biden administration cuts back highly effective covid19 therapy from red states so oh, the biden right. administration is cutting back on sending free doses of monoclonal antibodies to red southern states where they were used as a highly effective treatment for covid19 patients In a new policy shift that began Monday, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services announced the distribution of monoclonal antibodies to states that will now be centralized, moving away from the previous process, which was based on direct orders and demand. HHS will determine the amount of product each state and territory receives on a weekly basis, an HHS spokesman told the Washington Post. State and territorial health departments will subsequently identify sites that will receive product and how much. HHS did not explicitly explain the reasoning for restricting delivery of the treatments, but claimed its new system will help maintain equitable distribution, both geographically and temporally, across the country, providing states and territories with consistent, fairly disputed, distributed supply over the coming weeks. I so, whenever I hear that word, Florida, equitable. Oh, equitable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so ridiculous. Florida is just one of the Republican-led states affected by this change for weeks leading up to the change. It was one of the seven southern states, including Alabama, Texas, Mississippi, Tennessee, Georgia, and Louisiana, that have been using about 70% of the national supply. The doy. Because. It's like, hmm, the sick people seem to be using more of a treatment for sick people. Yeah. That's not fair. It's like. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know. It's the dumbest. Like, not, it's it's clearly not health based. Actually, like oh, it's it's it's, a, it's 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 absolutely like the opposite. This is a power move by the Biden administration. They got they got tired of like you know like wait what the crap you you're not allowed to find another treatment mm-hmm. for COVID because we want you to get the vaccine. We don't want any option, any alternative. We want to make people desperate 
and totally and completely um, dependent on the government. And the government's only offering you one option is the vaccines. Yeah. And the problem with that is that people who are vaccinated who do get COVID, which is happening and will continue to happen and will get and, and will get worse, people who have gotten the vaccine who did the right thing, according to, uh, you know, Biden and Trudeau, uh, well, they're screwed because, yep. oh, you got the vaccine, but you still got sick. You're going to die. Oh, that's unfortunate. Sorry. You know, in our effort to, to mm-hmm. try to like, you know, basically it's like twist the arm of like, like 20% of your uh, fellow uh, Americans, we're going to screw over 80% of the other Americans. Mm-hmm. It's no, like- this government is not your friend. Oh, it's not, it's not just not your friend. This government is your enemy. Yeah, like, look geez. at what is happening. Like, Florida and Texas and Mississippi and these other red states, that opened up, that refused to abide by nonsensical lockdown mandates. These nations right now are going through a spike. Spikes happen yep. across the country at various intervals. Usually, the summertime is when it hits the, low, the lower states because people go inside when it's hot. And it's been hot yep. lately. Mm-hmm. And so these states have been experiencing a surge. And then mm-hmm. just in the middle of a surge, the Biden administration cuts the only treatment which they're allowed to use, which has been proven effective. Like mm-hmm. here at the half-blind hecklers, like we're monoclonal antibodies. Yeah, they work. Ivermectin mm-hmm. works. Hydroxyclin mm-hmm. works. Why is it that only monoclonal antibodies are allowed to be used? Because monoclonal antibodies are reduced in supply and they're expensive. No, actually, no, there's more than that because ivermectin mm-hmm. and hydroxychloroquine are are cheap and effective. That their patents have run out. Yeah, they have. Monoclonal monoclonal antibodies are actually they're, they're money making for the pharmaceutical. Industry. Oh, I know they're expensive. They're to make money, which is why the Biden administration can't just cut them like they did the other ones. Yeah, because they're they they can't pitch off the pharmaceutical mm-hmm. uh, you know sugar daddies that you know like that are so powerful and so well like well they can't cut it what can they do oh there's a shortage we're gonna have to ration we're gonna make and the republicans how... look bad and it's and it's the funny thing about it is that it's such an obvious uh like you know disingenuous move like mm-hmm. they, it's obvious what they're doing oh, yeah. but like the republican commentators like it's like they, they know exactly what they're doing but you know they, they don't care they're, they're they're trying to force people and hurt people mm-hmm. For the longest time, one of the big things is that I've been saying, you've, you've been agreeing with this too, is that at the beginning of the pandemic, you could make an argument that leaders and, and uh, like our, our prime minister or premier, that they were trying to avoid death. Yep. But as the pandemic has, has raged and has gone on, now they're adding to the death toll. Yeah. Like, like, you're not responsible if a person gets COVID and dies. That's not your fault. And I'm never going to blame a politician if that happens. I am going to blame you if you uh, enact policies that don't stop anything and kill people, and policies that will actually addition like cause additional death, mm-hmm. not like, like yeah. no, yeah. The only disagreement I would have is in cases of like New York and New Jersey and Pennsylvania and Michigan, where they sent COVID positive patients into nursing homes. Those policies yeah, yeah, yeah. caused mm-hmm. people to catch COVID and caused people to die. Because, oh, let's send young people that are healthy, but are just having a bad bout of COVID, and let's send them to the most vulnerable people, so that they can yeah. catch it and die. Yeah, and same thing with Quebec. 
Oh yeah, Quebec, was, their nursing Quebec homes. was the worst. So many nursing homes. Yeah, they have like the worst outcomes for uh, old elderly. Oh, patients. like the entire administration of Quebec hospitals and like I don't even know Quebec Health Services or whatever it's called in French, all should be fired mm-hmm. and prosecuted. No, worse than that, they should be there prosecuted. Should be worse outcomes for them. Like yeah. the fact it- that they were saying, "Okay, no, like we don't want to treat you for COVID. We're just going to give you morphine and like end of life care instead of treating you for COVID because treating you for COVID is expensive." It's like you immoral monsters. Yeah. You well, cannot the, decide the is, who lives and who dies. Yeah. The thing is this this pandemic gives gives them gives these and I call them sociopaths because they are. They they yeah. act like sociopaths because this pandemic gives them the ultimate like get out of jail free card. The ultimate like oh I'm not responsible like you know card because anything that they do they are immune from blame because yeah. oh COVID did it. It's COVID. You can even see this in the messaging that people use. I hear people talking all the time uh, about, like, you know, like, oh, like, you know, like we bring up, like, the suicide rate, right? Like, you know, how people are committing suicide, crazy amounts. And then people say, like, oh, yeah, it's unfortunate that COVID's doing that. We're like, COVID, it's not doing that. Mm. COVID didn't it's cause like that. Government. That, is a human, that is a human error that they're... they're, they're and, like we at first we, we thought like uh, they're just stupid. We need to like mm-hmm. like like bring bring to attention like yeah. my MLA. I thought he just didn't know. Mm-hmm. The more and more I went along, the more I realized it's like he doesn't want to know. No, he didn't care. He, he care. was just like, nope. We have this we have this goal, and we're going forward. And I don't care about any evidence, any uh, anything at all. Like you know, and I'm calling you out. Like Jeremy Nixon, that was my MLA for uh, yeah. for like you know my my writing. Like he is literally. Like he's he has he has blood on his hands because he's yep. so like blindly supported the the Kennedy government in all of these things. And it's like, oh well, everyone in the world's doing this, so it can't be bad. It's like, yeah. oh yeah, everyone in the world was doing slavery for a while. That can't be bad. Yeah. You know? Same accusation so, in my MLA, Josephine Pond. This is a warning. I'm gonna I if there is an election, I will run against you. Because someone you are not accountable, and this is pathetic. Huh. And you need to be held accountable, and there needs to be a voice in provincial politics. Like, right now, a lot of the voices as UCP Amelines are silenced in all of this. And they're mm-hmm. complicit by their silence. And it's like, and we'll be talking about this later, about there being, like, a quiet, secret leadership review. No, 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 no. This needs to be public, because Kenny's approval rating is awful. A lot of these leaders that have implemented be. these COVID policies, their approval rating is in the gutter because the people hate them. And the only reason that people are complying is because they're afraid of their government. The government should not, people should not be afraid of the government. The government should be afraid of the power that the people wield. Hey, hey repurposed, like, you know, quote from Be For Vendetta. I like it. I didn't know that was a quote. From, I'm sure it was a quote that's, from V from Vendetta. That's from V from Vendetta. You know, <laughs> people shouldn't be afraid of their government. Government should be afraid, afraid of, of people. people. I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's right, yeah. that's right. Right. Like, it's like it's basically like a repurposed quote from A Bug's Life. You know, the grasshoppers have to keep those little like ants yeah. in fear because they outnumbered them a hundred mm, to one. hundred to one. And if they, and if they ever figure that out, it's a bird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> Bugs Life humor. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But speaking of ants, that's a terrible way. But 
<laughs> Let's talk about the illegal immigrants at the border. <laughs> okay, the government treats the ants. Biden the Biden government treats no, them no. like ants. No, it's like there there's so many of them. There's like it's like it's oh, like yeah, ants. That's true. So yeah. ten thousand plus illegal Im- migrants mass in Texas as Biden FAA bans news drones. So over 10,000 illegal immigrants are waiting for asylum under the Del Rio International Bridge, the majority of whom are from Haiti, after crossing into the United States via the Rio Grande this week. And local officials expect more in the coming days. As of Thursday, the mayor of that town said that there were 10,503 migrants under the bridge where food and water remain scarce. The new numbers came as the fe- come as the Federal Aviation Administration instituted a two-week flight restriction over the city for special security reasons, which drowned grounded a drone used by Fox News to document the chaos. The national correspondent Bill Melgren called the timing and location of the TFR a little bit curious, as the outlet had been using drones at the border for the past seven months. In the statement, the FAA said the Border Patrol requested a temporary flight restriction due to drones interfering with law enforcement flights on the border. Mm-hmm. Sure. As with any yeah, temporary yeah. flight restriction, media is able to call the FAA to make requests to operate in the area. <laughs> you know what? You know what it sounds like. It's like, oh, uh, for no, no, like you know, like particular reason, we're just gonna turn our cameras off, mm-hmm. uh, and then something's gonna happen. But you know, like, like you know, we don't, don't need cameras in here. Yeah. Like nothing illegal is gonna happen. It's like the it's like the movie Sicario. Where they're mm-hmm. like, you know, like they're like, oh, we're gonna we're gonna go uh, turn our cameras off, so uh, nobody needs to know what goes on here. Exactly. Anything, anytime, anytime, anything illegal happens or sketchy happens, like it's a good idea to turn off cameras. Yep, I think they know this. Yeah, well, look at those people. I know that's a ton of people. It's just like what we're gonna start. We're gonna cover later. Woo. Yeah, woo. <laughs> but yeah, like, <laughs> why doesn't? Like the fact that the Biden administration is not willing to like we've tried to ignore the border crisis for a very long time because it's been the same for a very long time. It's like it's not going away anytime soon because the Biden administration refuses to acknowledge that it is a serious problem and then refuses to try and use any legitimate methods to try and combat it. Yeah. It's like, yeah, well, the, uh, it'll, the go head away. Sand it'll go away. It's like. If I don't see it, it's not there. La 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 la. <laughs> I see no evil, therefore there is no evil occurring. <laughs> brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. And brilliant, of course, like brilliant. any time, like news drones. Like the fact that they stopped the Fox News drone yeah. from recording footage yeah. is ridiculous. Yeah. And that Fox News actually down, had to get a helicopter. The other yeah, keep scrolling down. Show the other pictures because they're like some really crazy ones. Oh, there are. Like, yeah, walking walk across and this. Here, if you, if, I think for, that's for called, people who can't see this. For people who can't see this, like these are all, all of these, the, the majority of the people that, you're, that we're seeing on these pictures are like black. Black Haitians. And it's like, yeah, which makes it super obvious. They're no longer, these aren't Mexicans. These aren't Latin Americans. They are people who are clearly bypassing the immigration, like, you know, uh-huh. system because they're, they know that there's like a wide open gap in the, um, you know, in, in the southern border. Uh-huh. Like if I was, if I was trying to find a way to sneak into a like movie theater, and you find out that there's a back door that's left open. It's like, well, everyone's going to go in that back door. Yeah. I was like, well, like that's no security. Like you know, like easy to get into, get a free movie. I'm like, I'll I'll take care of that. Hmm. Yeah, no, it's it's utterly ridiculous, and yeah. like the fact that they're coming from Haiti is like 
oh, you're all coming from Haiti at the exact same time. And Haiti, it's like, hmm, let's look on a map to where Haiti is. Mm-hmm. Hmm. It's not well, that get... close. <laughs> Put it on that one picture where, uh, right, right, where you can see the people from like a drone, drone uh, uh, height. This one? Uh, go down, go down. No, no, keep going, keep going. Go down, go down. Oh, go like this one. That one, right there. Like that one just shows you the sheer amount of people that are coming into the country. Mm-hmm. And, like, let me let me just say one thing about this. Um, like, President Trump recognized that the southern border was a real issue, and he was actually making headway. He was making he was. very serious headway, and he made policies with the Mexico City or Mexico policy, where like they're not remain they're not in Mexico. Remain through. in Mexico. Yeah, policy. remain in Mexico policy. All these things that he was doing were working, and they were mm-hmm. stem- he was actually stopping the tide of people. The yeah. second Biden got in, he's like. Well, we can't be racist, so we're just going to ignore it. And then massive explosion, and like this, this uh-huh. is a self, like this is a self, um, a self-inflicted self- wound. Yeah, what it is, kind of like Afghanistan. They blame like, oh, Trump is like the one who got us into this mess. Like, no, Trump had a good idea, and he was a darn good negotiator. He knew exactly how to like yeah. go head nose to nose with like dictators and regimes all over the world. Like he wouldn't have bungled Afghanistan as bad as he did, no. and he wouldn't have bungled the um, the uh, border crisis as bad as Biden did. Like you yeah. know, take some freaking responsibility. Uh-huh. No this kidding. is your this is your you're doing your cause, and yeah. no, you can't blame it on on Trump or anybody else. Yeah, and you certainly can't blame any of these problems on the border agents. So mm-hmm. there was a big hubbub this week, and it said no border patrol agents are not whipping migrants in Del Rio. So, welcome back to Forgotten Fact Checks, a weekly column produced by the National Review's News Desk. This week, we examine the claim that the Border Patrol agents are whipping migrants. Break down an embarrassing new week for the New York Times. So, Vice News declared in a tweet on Monday that Border Patrol agents are whipping Haitian migrants at the U.S.-Mexico border in Texas. Yet, neither the story nor the Al Jazeera video it links to suggests that agents are actually whipping the migrants. It writes of officers on horseback swinging whips in the faces of Haitians. Oh, you know why they use that terminology? Mm-hmm. This sounds like slave master yeah, whipping their slaves. Yeah, that's totally uh, that's totally like intentional language. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The El Paso Times described a border patrol agent having swung his whip menacingly while charging his horse towards the men in the river. However, the videos that have surfaced appear to show the agents wielding their reins, not whips, as they try to contain the flow of migrants across the river, and while the agents can be seen swinging their reins menacingly, none of the available video shows the Border Patrol's agents striking migrants with their reins. Oh, so they're basically like, this is part of, like, horse riding, Mm -hmm. and they're saying, like, you know, oh, this is, like, weapons of, like, evil or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, like, I've seen the video... And the guy is just spinning it around like this mm-hmm. to kind of be like, back off. Like, you're not mm-hmm. going to enter the country. And mm-hmm. like the Haitian migrant like tries to go around him a few times. And he's like, stop it. Stop it. <laughs> and he like swings it. Not once does he hit him. And they're like, oh, yeah, like they're hitting the Haitian migrants with whips. And it's like, like no, know, like, they're not. With the media. Where the media is like taking something so out of context mm-hmm. to to yeah. spin it for like you know yeah it, this is why the media can't be trusted. Yeah. Well, and if you this actually can't. watch this video, which we're not going to do for time constraints because it's a few minutes long, 
But in this video, they actually go into and they interview this Haitian dude. And this Haitian dude's like, oh, it's terrible. Like, we have, like, women and children here. And, like, we have little food and little water and few diapers. And I'm like, and whose fault is that? Yeah, it's yours. Like, My goodness. If you are so selfish as to bring your children and to a place where they might not have food so that you can try and come across illegally, then you are not a good person. I don't care what race you are. I don't care what country of origin you have. If you try and enter another country illegally and put your children and family at risk because of it, you are a terrible individual. There is no excuse for this. Like, I remember a few years back when Trump was still in charge and they had, it was like, oh, like, DHS has children dying in their internment facilities. It's like, yes, because they came to those facilities severely dehydrated and on death's door because their parents trudged them across vast territory with barely any food and no water. Yeah. And, and then it's, and then you're trying to blame the Americans. You're trying to blame the people who are trying to prevent this. No, yeah. they are not at fault. These Border Patrol agents are not at fault. They're just doing their job, and unfortunately, they have very little options because of what's been given to them, and Biden refuses to acknowledge that there's a problem, and so they're few in numbers and dealing with tens of thousands of people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's a... There's a uh, see, the problem is, like, you know, in the, in the 90s, the, the Democrats were also on board with, like, you know, like, oh, we need to, like, stop illegal immigration, we need to, like, you know, take care of, like, what are we going to do with all these illegal immigrants? They recognized it. There's been a massive shift in the last couple of years, like, the last five years. Democrats are now, like, the, the party of, like, you know, like, open borders. Mm -hmm. And yeah. it's, it's like, there's a big, there's a big push. Like, the big push is they know that they want to completely re reform the American um, electorate. They want to completely yeah. change the, um, the, the, you know, the people. Because they bring all these, all these, uh, like you know, and they're not like. Let's face it, they're not refugees. That's just the the, the cover that they use. They're not. These are economic. No, these are economic. Uh, you know, uh, what they call migrants. Yeah, they're looking for a better opportunity for a better life. Mm -hmm. And I mean, that's commendable. But there's a reason why countries have immigration and uh, process because a country that has unlimited unlimited open borders is going to self destruct. It's like mm -hmm. if Stephen. Uh, decided to like you know start taking like you know like some some poor orphan like you know oh it's a poor orphan who who whose parents can't take care of them so he's like okay I'll, I'll take care of the family so you you adopt this little kid I'm like you make that decision based on your own abilities like do you have the capacity to to house another child to mm -hmm. you know like take care of their needs to feed yeah. them and all that and maybe you take another one but like if suddenly your door becomes wide open. And like they're like you know the government's like you know like hey we have another kid hey we have another kid hey we have another like eventually that becomes untenable you cannot like like take care of like kids an unlimited number kids of children no and that and if you do like ten kids on top of your own kids suddenly your own children are not now neglected they're neglected and you and they're going to be hurt by the people that are coming in and like you can't you can't do that it's not a feasible solution to the world's problems yep. But because there's political gains to be made and because uh, Democrats are sociopaths who don't actually care about mm -hmm. the fate of real people, then they're happy to do this no matter how many people get hurt, both Americans and these immigrants. That's an easy you know, base. There's, 
Yeah, and and this is why this is why it's getting so bad because you have legitimate sociopaths, people who don't care about the actual fate of the people that they're in power. And so what we're doing is we're moving back to previous eras in human history, yeah. like where the elites, the uh, the lords, and you know, like the uh, uh, people who are in charge of like you know fiefdoms and all that, they couldn't care less about the suffering of their people. The they serfs didn't. in my kingdom shall serve me and obey. Yeah, give me all of your wine and all of your bread. You shall all wear masks and serve at my garden parties. Bow before me and kiss my ring, because <laughs> exactly. I am Lord and Master of all. My name it's... is Nancy Pelosi. <laughs> <laughs> You killed my father. Prepared to, to die. die. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting way of doing that, but sure, sure. Just, I'm just following the voice. <laughs> I know. Actually, that is sort of like the six-fingered man. Who are you? It is. Yeah. Who are you? <laughs> yeah. But speaking of the privileged elite and the way they yeah. look at the plebeians and the plebiscites, mm-hmm. let's talk about the media and its coverage of some. Protests over the weekend. So, Melbourne police fire pepper balls, pellets to break up COVID-19 protest. So, police in Melbourne fired pepper balls and rubber pellets on Tuesday to disperse about 2,000 protesters who defied stay-at-home orders to damage property, block a busy freeway, and injure three officers, leading to more than 60 arrests. It was the second day of demonstrations in the lockdown Australian city after authorities shut down construction sites for two weeks, saying workers' frequent movement was spreading the coronavirus. During eight hours of downtown protests, demonstrators threw rocks, bottles, and flares at police as television and social media showed video of marchers chanting and attacking police cars surrounded by mounted police and officers in riot gear. This was a very, very large and very angry group, Shane Patton, police commissioner in the southeastern state of Victoria, told reporters, adding that the protests breached COVID-19 lockdown rules. Okay, can I I just interject here? Oh, yeah. Like, I've seen some of these videos and these protests and all that. Like the people, the police are just the police are the criminals. They are. Well, I like like like, watching. Like, why are you angry? Why are you so angry at me? As I'm beating you on the head. It's like yeah. Well, I remember like the video from the weekend about one of the protests that they did on the weekend, and like they started attacking the journalists and just like spraying with pepper spray. And the journalist is like, "Why are we? Why are they doing this?" And the rebel news guy is like, "Uh, "They've been doing this." Welcome to to my life. Welcome to the crowd. Like, yeah, you start yeah. to cover any of this stuff in any way, and the police mm-hmm. will attack you because the police mm-hmm. in Australia are, are the worst in the world. Criminals. They are legitimate they are criminals. Legit they are criminals. criminals. Like, you see some yeah. of the stuff that they did to these people. Like, they have a riot mm-hmm. squad, and people are running away, and they throw this woman to the ground and just like run up to woman. her. 70 year old woman. We need to emphasize. Oh, the lady this. in the red was like 70? I didn't even know she was 70. 70. 70. Oh, my that, gosh. that became. That became like huge, huge uh, black black eye in the police. Oh yeah, like and you're you're. They throw her to the ground here. and then they just like go up to her and spray in the face when she's on the ground in the fetal position, trying to cover her face. These are jackbooted fascists. There is yep. no other mm-hmm. way to refer to the police in Australia, and unfortunately, mm-hmm. some of the police in other in other countries and other areas of the world are similar. Yeah, and the police here, like you know, like there's other incidents. One. Where there's a, a bunch of guys, and they're they're being told like they're they're being harassed by the police. Let's just put it mm-hmm. this way: yep. they're being harassed. The police are looking for any excuse to you know to to get these guys. And finally, 
they said like, okay, we're going home. So they all start walking away down the down the uh, the path, and like you know they're going to their cars, and they keep telling the police like, yeah, we're 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 going, we're going, we're, we're going, going, we're going, going home. Just we're following your orders, like you said, right? Yeah. And so the police actually go ahead of them on purpose. They cross the road. They jaywalk themselves, and then they go and they confront this guy, and they basically start to what like physically assault them. Like they started it. The police are the ones who physically start assaulting yeah. one of their guys. And of course, being guys and being like legitimately good men, you see your buddy getting attacked like you totally out of nowhere. You defend them, and what does that do? That made the police like more adamant about like you're like, oh, good. Now we can beat up more people. Now we can yeah. bring in more people. Now we can. It's like it's basically yeah. like like the now second we can exert our authority. The, yeah, and then the police are portrayed as the, the the victims and like oh poor little us and all that. There's literally a PR war going on in yeah. Australia, where um, I don't know if you heard about that that incident. There was a Jewish uh, synagogue uh, that was being harassed, told like mm. you can't meet in Australia. Mm -hmm. yeah. And one of the things that happened, uh, um, it was covered, is that there was this big news story that oh there was a, there was a uh, what was it a reporter? Yeah, it was a reporter there who was like covering it, and he got like absolutely attacked by one of the, the, the attendees and he had to go to the hospital with possible concussion and you know head injury and all that and like there and it, it got so bad that even the the premier or the prime minister of uh -huh. the country said like i heard that there was like a you know somebody who got attacked by these jewish you know rebels and all that was like that's totally like you know condemnable and all that and i'm like wait what's that's so why I, I when i saw the video you see the video, the guy's basically harassing him, like the, the reporter, mm -hmm. and the guy basically, like, you know, kind of just kind of brushes him off, and, and he just basically, like, just taps his head. Mm -hmm. Just like that. He's like, that's assault! That's assault! He's like, you know, like, yeah, he's like, prove it. <laughs> it's like, because he just, like, literally just kind of tapped his head as he went around. That was the head trauma injury. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, this know. is the... The, the dishonesty going on Australia. Yeah, the, well, it's yeah. the nonsense which going on in Australia, and it's the dishonesty of the media, the mainstream media, in a lot of countries. Like this is a media article from talking about the Saturday protest, which we went to and we experienced yeah, and we person. filmed. You should and, go see the video. Yeah, you could. The video is on all of our platforms. So it says Maxime yep. Bernier attends Rally Freedom Calgary Freedom Rally in last weekend a federal election campaign. Well, at and, least the, you know I gotta give him credit that he called it a freedom rally. Yeah, not an anti-vaccine mm -hmm. or anti-whatever. But rally. in in some of these articles, and if you watch these videos, they're like, oh yeah, like police estimate that there were a thousand people, and I'm like, you're joking. The most. I'm like, mm -hmm. this is utterly insane. Nobody yeah. who was actually at the rally said that there was under six. Not one person says there's under six. Most people say about eight yeah. to ten. Yeah. Especially by yeah, the time I... the by the time the march was done, because we had people joining the march midway through. Rebel News actually yeah. interviewed somebody and she's like, oh yeah, I saw this was happening. And so I just like got up from our seats where we were having brunch and we joined the crowd. And I'm like, <laughs> heck yeah you did. Uh -huh. Because yeah, you did. it yeah. was genuinely bigger by the time we got back than it was when we started. One of us. One, One of us. us. <laughs> We're not a cult. We're not a cult. <laughs> Join us. You know you want to. Anyways, you do. But yeah, yeah, cookies. The media dishonesty and all of this. And they're like, oh yeah, like it's 
they're all anti-vaxxers and all these things. And it's like you have you are completely misinterpreting the intention of these protests to suit your own ends. Yeah. And, and this is nothing new. Like, you know, me, mm. me and Steven have been at these rallies since the beginning. They've been lying at the numbers every single time. I, I have yet to see a global CBC uh, city, like, you know, like, like, you know, like estimate that was even remotely close. Yeah. Like I've yet to see it. Mm -hmm. And like, and, and like we, when we started like over a year ago to attend these things, like, you know, what were we seeing? Like, you know, like up to five, 500 was a decent number at the beginning. Yeah. Like in we, like we in seeing... November we were seeing, yeah. yeah, we were seeing about that. I think the highest yeah, we, were we saw. Happy if we got to a thousand. Yeah. The highest we saw was probably about two thousand, and that was at like the super rally up in Edmonton. Mm -hmm. That was about two thousand twenty five hundred yeah. plus five hundred at the prison rally. So it was like three thousand in a day, and we're like, "Oh my gosh, this is so huge!" And then t yeah. on Saturday, we're like, "Oh, he died, and this is massive." Yeah. And like I remember, like because I I've been to one of the rallies where we actually calculated around two three thousand mm -hmm. at at that same location, and like that was half like the, like just the entrance part of the park, yeah. and everyone for the most part could see the speaker. Yeah, I mean it wasn't that like it was it was big, but it wasn't like that huge. Mm -hmm. But then this one, I, I remember I showed up and I was like, oh my goodness, I, I knew could, you were there, but I was I like, was there's no way, mm -hmm. no way I was going to be able to find you. No, Not unless there was yeah, too many people. Anytime there. I, I had. Because my wife and my kids, two of my kids were there. Every time I tried to find my wife, I'm like, I'm just calling you up because there's no way that I could find you just by looking. And no. like I had probably five or six people that I found out they came when they posted it on social media afterwards. And I'm like, mm -hmm. oh, you came? I didn't even know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I was like, mm -hmm. I didn't see you because that's how many people were there. Because that's crazy. Yeah. And I had a feeling it was going to be big because when I first got there, I was like, I couldn't find a parking spot. I'm like, this is so odd. Normally, I can find mm -hmm. parking. Normally, it's but I easy. couldn't find it anywhere. It was like nowhere. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I had to find parking one of those like, uh, like you know, those private lots. Yeah. Well, first we parked, time ever, I was like, we ah. parked further away than we should have because we were early, and I was like, oh, we should have parked like two blocks closer. <laughs> but I just, I just hate going downtown because that's just like a personal thing of mine. I'm just like, I hate parking downtown, even though it's cheap no, now. I still hate it. <laughs> mm -hmm. it's a pet peeve and i'll never get over it <laughs> but, yeah it's it was a fantastic good, yeah. event if you haven't watched the video mm -hmm. from saturday uh, it's up on all mm -hmm. our platforms please watch it mm -hmm. and give us a comments with other events mm -hmm. which you would like us to go to mm -hmm. but yeah. i think the next one like, totally worth it yeah totally worth it we might try and do well i'll see when life chain is again we'll see if we can interview people if there's one this year, mm -hmm. I haven't heard anything about it this year, but I know that if there is one, we'll want to see it. But talking about one of the biggest stories of the past few days. So oh, yeah. let's talk about this Project Veritas report called COVID-19 Vaccine Exposed Part 1. I love so, how it's just part one. Like, I know. I Project, Project Veritas is awesome. They are probably the best. Um, what is it? Undercover reporting, un undercover, undercover journalists in mm -hmm. probably the world. Yeah, like I don't, I don't know of another organization which does as much undercover journalism as they do, and on big, mm -hmm. like they do not shy away from going after the big boys. Like they went after Google, they've mm -hmm. gone after Facebook, and now they're going after the federal government. <laughs> mm -hmm. But yeah, this yeah. article 
Federal government whistleblower goes public with secret recordings. Government doesn't want to show the COVID vaccine is full of shove adverse effect reporting under the mat. So I'm not going to go over all of it, but Maria Gonzalez, ER doctor, U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. All this is BS. Now a patient probably has myocarditis due to the COVID vaccine, but now the government are not going to blame the vaccine. The government's not reporting adverse COVID side effects. They want to shove it under the mat. Uh, registered nurse from HHS. It's a shame the government are not treating people with COVID like they're supposed to, like they should. I think they want people to die. Quote. Jody O'Malley, insider and registered nurse, U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, saying the vaccine is not doing what its purpose was. O'Malley says, I've seen dozens of people come in with adverse reactions. She also says, if the government are not gathering the vaccine data and reporting it, then how are we going to say that it's safe and approved for use? O'Malley says, I'm not afraid of blowing the whistle because my faith lies in God and not man. You know, like, what kind of a person would I be if I knew all of this? This is evil at the highest level. You have the FDA, you have the CDC that are both supposed to be protecting us, but they are under the government. And everything that we've done so far is unscientific. O'Malley, once more, at the end of the day, it's all about your health. You can never get that back. It's all about your freedom and about living in a peaceful society. And I'm like, no, no, this is the hill that I will die on. So I think I think the sad thing about all of this is that people are not going to figure this out until it's too late. Mm-hmm. A lot of people like, you know, let me give you an example. OK, if you ever study like, you know, uh, like I did like that one study um, on like all these like, you know, like horrible dictatorships and like, you know, terrible like tyrants of the 20th century. Yeah. Like so to give you an example is um, uh, Idi Amin in Uganda. OK. Now, when he first came to power, people th- people loved him. They thought, oh, like, yeah. oh man, this guy's awesome. He is such a charismatic personality. He's promis- promising all sorts of reforms, and it's it's like lovely. It's like, wow, what a great guy. Dictators He's are really always kind of like stand that. up for them. They are, and they're very appealing to the masses. And so most people were like on board, and a few people started to see some warning signs. And then little by little, more and more people started standing up, and then like the the really evil things started coming out, and more and more. More people, the more people got, uh, you know, like realized what was going on, the more, like, you know, that the evil really started becoming undeniable until the point where, like, yeah, it just got out of hand. The guy, the, the, too many people had died, too many people had been, like, murdered. And, like, even then, some people still had no idea that this was going on. They were just blind to it. And, I mean, this is followed by, like, you know, so many examples from, like, Idi Amin, Pol Pot in uh, Cambodia, but that's the same thing. You had, and, and let's face it, like, the Nazis were the same thing. In Germany, people thought the Nazi party was a good thing. They were promising economic reform. They were promising a, the, a complete revival of the economy. They were promising all these wonderful grand things. And at the beginning, it looked great because, hey. You know, like, look at all that. They're giving us free stuff. They're giving us jobs. They're get, they're making our army great again. Like, you know, all these things were looking great, but only few people start could see the dangers early yeah. on. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until much later, after all the damage had been done, that people realized, oh, crap, we screwed up and we let these people in power. And, you know, like, like, you know, and so I think what's going to happen, and this is like lessons from history, is... We're going to find out later, like years from now, the death toll of yeah. this atrocity that's been being done yeah. right now. Oh, yeah. And then all we're going to get from all the people who were in charge is a whole bunch of, oh, mea we culpa. Could, I'm yeah. sorry. I didn't know. We're sorry. We couldn't, have, we couldn't have seen this coming. No. And, and this is why right now, like at first, okay, initially when I started hearing about the, the, the notion of the vaccine being a bioweapon, 
I, I was like, nah, you know, it seems like almost like a stretch. But now I'm actually starting to like listen to more doctors, more experts, more people that are like really like understanding like the, the, the what this is actually doing. I'm starting to really kind of fall into that boat where I'm like, I actually do think this may actually be a form of a bioweapon. Huh. Because like it, it like you think of a bioweapon as killing people instantly, but no, a bioweapon can kill people over time. Yeah. And like it can make you sicker you know, and sicker, like, and then they just say, okay, the only cure is more of it. Yeah. It's it's a it's incredible what they're doing. So this is a this is like a peek behind the curtain of the evil that is being done mm-hmm. everywhere. Yep. Right. But so a couple of quotes, which is kind of interesting. So this mm-hmm. is O'Malley, who is an insider and a nurse. So she told James O'Keefe what's been going on. She recorded her colleagues discussing their concerns. So Maria Gonzalez, the problem is here, they're not doing the studies. People that have had COVID and the people that have been vaccinated, they're not doing any antibody testing. So O'Malley said, nope, everybody's quiet with that. Why? Well, you got this guy in room four, O'Malley says, who got his second dose of the vaccine on Tuesday. has been short of breath, okay? Now his BNP is elevated, D-diver elevated, alt all the liver enzymes are elevated. And his PTPTINR is elevated. The guy's, Dr. Gonzalez, he's probably got myocarditis. (laughs) Yes! And Dr. (laughs) Gonzalez says, all this is BS. Now, probably myocarditis due to the vaccine. O'Malley? Yeah, right. Dr. Gonzalez says, but now the government are not going to blame the vaccine. O'Malley says, well, and you know what? He has an obligation to report that, doesn't he? It happened right, what was it, 60 days after if you see anything? Dr. Gonzalez? Well, they've got to. O'Malley? How many are reporting? Dr. Gonzalez? They're not. O'Malley? Right. Dr. Gonzalez, because they want to shove it under the mat. Yeah. And before you before you go and blame the doctors, you have to understand what's actually really going on is the 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 big governing bodies that government over all doctors, nurses, and all these unions and all that kind of stuff, they're sending out these big scary sounding notices, memos, and like in, in things, basically saying if you spread misinformation, we're coming after you and you are going to be punished hard. Mm-hmm. Now, that's code for if you say anything that, like, that damages, uh, our reputation. With us, damages the vaccine's reputation. Yeah, the that's the big thing. You're not allowed, the vaccine is sacred. Yeah. You shall not, under ever. It's, like, it's basically like Muhammad. It's mm-hmm. like you cannot say a, a word of evil against Muhammad or else, Unless like, you get executed. the death penalty. You'd be executed in, in Islam. This is basically the same thing. It's like the you know, like the the almighty like you know vaccine uh, cannot be like you know disparaged in questioned. any way. Cannot be questioned. And so this is why doctors, there's no incentive for them to report these things. Yeah. You know, in a in a in a proper world where everything was working properly and there was no uh, pushback and no like you know serious like you know things like this. Like these things would actually be reported, we'd be like, "Whoa, there's a lot of things going there's on a with lot this." Of odd things you know? happening. Yeah, that's why. That's why when people say like I'm anti-vaccine, I always respond with say like you're anti-safety because you don't give a crap about <laughs> safety. You all you, you don't give a crap about yeah. it. You know, like it's like any any report, anything like that. You don't care. You just want people. You want your you safety. Want, yeah, more than anything else. Oh yeah, and I I started to like I've become so much more honest with having arguments with people. It's like. You don't care that people are going to lose their jobs this week. You don't care that people are going to be evicted. You don't care that people are going to be unemployed. You only yep. care about your only your impression of your own safety, and that is selfish. Mm-hmm. And then a lot of people block me after that. I'm just like, 
<laughs> people saw it. Well, good. Like to be honest, people people are actually like giving into a, a sort of evil that they don't even realize. Mm -hmm. Like I remember today, I, today I watched an interview. CBC was interviewing the owner of uh, Nick's Steakhouse, uh, in, which is a steakhouse here in Calgary. Microphone. I've been there before. It's great. It's it's supposed to be a really great uh, restaurant. But here it's he is really talking. Here he is talking without any, like, even like, without even, like, it, it never occurs to him that he is participating in an evil project. Yep. Never crosses his mind, never even, even like, like, uh, like, are saying that he's basically now participating in a, a Jim Crow style, kind of like, you know, second, you know, uh, yep. tier society. He's like, oh, this is great because it's all about safety. It's like, oh, good. You've been brainwashed because you're not. You you don't you you can't be bothered to actually look into this. You're just like, oh, the government tells me, and this like doctor on TV tells me, so I, it must be true, you know. Must be true. And meanwhile, people on the ground who are like unvaccinated, who are not a threat to people or anybody else, uh -huh. are being treated like vermin. Yeah. It's like, oh, you want to eat? You uh, go to the back uh, go to the back, back alley line. door, and we'll uh, we'll give you like a little box back there you can eat. Like, hmm, mm -hmm. that doesn't sound familiar at all. Yeah, and like we said, like we said before, Stephen, like like it only matters to you if it if it affects you. Yep. And unfortunately for these places, they don't. It doesn't affect them. So. Yeah. I'm mm -hmm. totally with you on that one. So it's all Amen. really crazy, and unless we stand up, it's all going to get worse. Mm -hmm. But for right now, things are getting worse in Canada, or they're continuing to be worse. So yesterday we had the federal election and Candace Trudeau won another minority and election claims clear mandate. So they retain power, but still with minority. <laughs> clear mandate. Yeah, clear Gosh. mandate. No. Uh, conservative the leader concedes knows. and vote tally trickling in after long lines in many polls. Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau hung into power as his main rival conceded defeat, saying that he'd won a clear mandate to govern, although he fell short of his goal for majority win. This, that was the only reason why he. Yeah, that was the yeah. only reason that why was he called the only reason. Yeah. So like and, the old, the, the really really yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. Sorry. No, like nothing really changed, aside from the conservatives got a few seats from the liberals, and the liberals got a few seats from the conservatives, and the PPC mm -hmm. had three times the amount of votes. Mm -hmm. But aside from that, there was not much change. And it's not a clear the mandate for Trudeau. Identical. It just shows in this country, it's like, oh, look, we re-elected for the third time the most corrupt, the most scandal-ridden, the most... The most embarrassing. Embarrassing prime minister our country has ever seen, aside from mm -hmm. maybe the guy that consulted his dog. I forget with who that was. I think it was our no, pr no, prime minister... No. The fact that you can't remember his <laughs> I can't name, even remember his name tells you that. This, can't even remember yeah. his name. But yeah, we had a prime minister who literally like asked his dog about prime ministerial decisions. So if I can remember <laughs> his name, then he would be the dumbest. But you know, I can't remember him because it was ages ago. It was like over 100 years ago. But yeah, but yeah we have a stupid populace. A lot, like there were 5 million people at least I think what they've stated was about 5 million people voted for Trudeau. Mm -hmm. We have a stupid populace. And of course, the fact that the only oppositional party 
that stands really a chance or that stood a chance of replacing Trudeau is basically the same party. The Conservatives were, as Maxime Bernier calls them, the Libcons. Because they are the liberal leftist conservatives. They are center-left. They're not right. And they suffered for it. So, in this election, PPC leader Maxime Bernier fails to win seat, but party increases popular vote. People's Party of Canada leader has failed to win back his old seat, but his party looks to increase the popular vote. The PPC has steadily gained supporters during the election campaign as voters across the political and social spectrum united behind his disagreement with vaccine mandates, vaccine passports, and lockdowns. Bernier, who who refers to the Liberals and the Conservatives as one big Libcom party, presented himself on the campaign trail as the only real voice for Conservative voters. That's true. To sport a poor showing in 2019, where he lost a seat and the PPC ended up with 1.6%. In particular, they've proven to be a a thorn on the side of the Conservatives, who have been warning their voters that splitting the vote on the right is helpful only to the Liberals and their leader. So, according to O'Toole, Justin Trudeau wants you to split the vote by voting PPC. There's only one way to get changed. There's only one way to show Justin Trudeau the door tomorrow, and that's to vote conservative. Mm. Which, that's not true, because he wouldn't change anything. No. No. The the basic basic talking points that they gave us during this election was that there's only, like, one viable, like, you know, like, you have to vote for the PPC, because you need, like, we're the only ones that can get Justin Trudeau. Oh, out. you have to vote for the conservatives. That was the selling point. That was the se- yeah, the, the conservatives. That they're like, oh, if you don't want Justin, we're the ones you vote for. And yeah. a lot of people did vote that way. Yeah, a lot they of voted with did. the idea that the goal, the goal is to get Justin Trudeau out of the white, out of the White House, out of um, <laughs> you know, like the power. And so that's how they voted, and I get that. But I, what I argued vehemently is, I said. Um, like voting for the PPC is not throwing your your no. vote away. It's not, and I, I gave a couple reasons. Number one, because the PPC um, is like it, it, it depends on where you are. If you're in a, if you're in a riding where there's really no real danger of losing to an NDP or a Liberal, yeah. then a vote for the PPC is like functionally it's, very helpful yeah. because the PPC. Had like okay, there's two winners in this election right now. Is the NDP who gained yeah. a, um, who gained some seats, yeah. and there's also the um, uh, and there's also the um, uh, the PPC. Yeah. PPC are the other winners. The reason they won is because a they're going to uh, that now they qualify for a lot of government uh, election funds yeah. that they didn't qualify for before. That means that they can run better campaigns, more effective campaigns in the future, and start building towards like a viable and very effective third party. Uh, or like another option for conservatives in Canada, which uh-huh. we need. Yes, so we that helped. Second, um, Bernier is going to uh, now going to automatically get invited to the next leaders debate. Yeah, which means a lot more people are going to see him. Here and platform. you know, here's platform. So again, uh, that's going to create like you know better better showings in the future going forward, and that's good. I'm I'm investing in in a, a future party that's actually viable worth worth voting for. Right. And then finally, um, people who say like, you know, like, oh, like, like my, my roommate, uh, Henry, he showed me like a whole bunch. I think there was like 21 writings. Yeah, where, there were a lot like the, the, the split, like there was a split vote. And if if all the PPC vo- voters had voted uh, conservative, they might have picked up seats. I mean, we looked at the numbers and we're like, well, in the end, that doesn't mean that the conservatives win either. No, it just means that they pick up, you know, some seats and all that. But like what I what I said is that that that's that's blaming the PPC 
for the 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 conservative party's own mistakes. Own failures. Like let's face it. They own, caused like this. O'Toole screwed up. O'Toole screwed up. Yep. He he pissed off right list like you know and we he pissed off a lot of social mm-hmm. conservatives with a, we could go into all of them but they he did a lot of things that we we all, all of us said now we're done with you mm-hmm. you're you're literally throwing us out of the bus we're not going to support you yeah. and now he's like oh you voted for the other team it's your fault we didn't win no no it's your fault no. for screwing up and pissing off your own your own base yep this totally. is as much O'Toole's fault as it is a PPC uh victory like you know success yeah it is. It is. Right? Yeah. And it's like as much as a liberal minority, as much as Trudeau remaining in power is awful, like the the hope for improving the PPC and the hope for having the conservatives bleed voters to the PPC is good. Mm-hmm. And the PPC, like if these lockdowns continue, which they probably will. And Trudeau is only going to see this as a mandate to push his lockdown and vaccine BS further. Then there won't be eight hundred thousand voters next time. There'll be two to three million. And then, like, because Trudeau does not have the power to get a majority, he doesn't. And Aaron O'Toole lacks the ability because everybody already sees him as a liar and a flip flop for now. He doesn't have the ability to gather back up the conservatives. Like if he was a good leader on the campaign trail, he's like, okay, so we're going to campaign. We're going to go back to our roots. We're going to go back to our base and we're going to bring back those social conservatives with voters, which we lost. They would have never got rid of Derek, Derek Sloan. They would have never campaigned against guns. They would have campaigned on a measure, a measure of free speech. We're like, all right, we're going to bring back conservative principles. We're going to be the oppositional voice. We're going to go oppositional to what the liberals are preaching. And then they would, like, they might not have won a minority government, but they would have had a lot more support. Instead of having Mm -hmm. 33.5% of the vote or whatever they had, they would have had 37% of the vote. Yeah, most likely. Mm -hmm. And a lot more people would have been like, oh, well... Now I can like now I I can vote again because now it's not just yeah. well like I don't want to vote for the PPC because that'll just like split the vote and I don't want to vote for conservatives because I can't support them be like no I'm voting not just against Trudeau but I'm voting for something because I want the future of my country to be better and not just well like this is the the lesser of two very almost identical evils because that's <laughs> essentially close, what yeah. voting what the conservatives were it was voting. For the lesser of two identical evils, but yeah, and I and I, I can't. Okay, so this is one thing that drives me nuts, and like you know, I'm sure it drives you nuts as well. I'm probably a lot of people who are listening. I don't even know what it is, but I'm too. sure it does. It's I'm setting <laughs> up. It's called setting up the the tents so I can like you know like unleash it. Come on, man! It's like showmanship. Anyways, what happens was. I can't stand that Trudeau stands up there in Parliament or everywhere else, and he says, like, Canadians, you know, like, ask me to do Uh. this. Canadians expect this. Canadians, you know, like, want that. And we're going to do what Canadians have asked for. I'm like, stop saying that because the vast majority of Canada hates you and did not ask you to do this. Like, he got 
33% of the vote. That means 70% of people did not like you and hated you and did not want you to be their well, prime minister. Well, and 70% of voters you, didn't want him. Voters, and that's not even Canadians. Yeah, no. like, I think there was, like, that one office meme where, like, you know, like, somebody's, you know, like, they, they, they often use, like, they, they quote a fact and, like, the guy from the office with the glasses is like, false. false. And he gives, like, some kind of, like, Dwight. analytical response. Dwight, yeah. And the thing he, like, it was, a, it was a mathematical equation, basically said, you know, like, okay, this is how many people voted for you in the last election, and this is how many people didn't vote. So he actually, like, broke it down, and it essentially came down to, like, like something, like, in the, in the realm of, like, less than between 10 and 20% of people actually voted for chose them to be, and he acts like all Canadians have, like, have given him this mandate. Yeah. No, it's garbage and it's mm -hmm. it's like uh, it, it really is uh like you know a minority of people who have chosen him and now he's going to act like a dictator thinking that everyone thinks i'm great and you know to be fair every dictator in history believed that, that all of the people loved them and like supported them like like the my favorite one is Pino, um agosto pinochet, pinochet. in chile Yep. He was so convinced that the people loved him and supported him that he actually said, like, okay, I'm going to give a 10 years and then I'm going to let people vote, you know, to decide if we, we can keep going and all that. He was so convinced that he was going to get the approval of his people. And when he didn't, he thought it was a rigged vote. He was so mad. He was so mad. And I'm like, that's what happens with Trudeau is a narcissist. Oh, yeah. Anybody who believes that he's not, he is a, the, the ultimate form of narcissist. And he showed it so much in his election. You could see how pitched off he was mm -hmm. at so many people. Um, and he was not hiding anymore. This, this is no longer a guy trying to be the pretty boy, trying to be the popular boy. Now, he's just an angry, vindictive man who hates, hates the majority of the country. And, you know, basically, we're just here to prop him up. And so he can accomplish all of his dictatorial kind of like, you know, goals. He's basically like a, like a little Chinaman, you know. Trying to run in front of this country. Mm -hmm. Indeed. Mm -hmm. Indeed. 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 Speaking of people who are trying to control us and trying to control the, not in the not the country but the province. Let's talk about some kind of good news where Tyler Shandro resigns as Alberta minister. Oh, trust me, he didn't resign. Oh no, he was like he, he was forced are, out. He was forced kicked. out. No, no, he was basically like jazz. From uh, Fresh Prince, oh, yeah. where Uncle Phil grabbed him by the scruff of the neck and the seam of the pants, and uh, threw him out. out the door. Yeah, yeah. So Tyler Shandro has resigned from his position as Alberta's embattled health minister and will now serve as the province's labor minister. So Jason yes. Kinney announced Shandro's portfolio swap with Labor Minister Jason Cupping in a mid-afternoon cabinet shuffle Tuesday. Shandro has been scheduled to appear at the Siksika flag raising ceremony in Strathmore earlier in the day, but didn't show. His office would not answer questions of why he did not appear. NDP leader Rachel people Notley. Because hmm? people hate him. Oh, I know. That's why he didn't show. Absolutely. Remember what him. happened to him this summer? When he went to that one rally and yeah, some and people were there, like really calling him out. It's like you making my kids cry. It's like, I was like as much as I don't like that they're they're doing that. Well, I'm but like, he, he would only like go out with his family cry. so he could def like so he could do that. And he's like, yeah, you're you're he's harassing me and my my family. It's like because you will not come out in any form unless you're with your family because you are a coward hiding behind your family as if that's an excuse. Mm -hmm. That says your mm -hmm. family is mm -hmm. not the like we. 
it's sad that we have to do this in front of your family, but you're forcing our hand because you are that much of a loser that you can't take any public criticism. But NDP leader Rachel Nutley, who is also terrible, said while news of Shanlow's resignation as health minister is welcome, it's not a solution to the urgent challenges before us. Alberta is facing a crisis in our hospitals, but the UCP can't see beyond the chaotic spectacle of their own infighting. It's clear that the responsibility for Alberta's pandemic mismanagement rests on the so- shoulders of every UCP member, and therefore it is incumbent on them to, to alter, take responsibility, and chart a more effective path on behalf of Albertans. It will not ease I the immense to, pressure. I hate to say it, but like, like just reading the sentence on the surface, it actually sounds like it sounds pretty, reasonable. Pretty reasonable. It and then like you I, realize what she wants write. to do. I know. And yeah, then you're like, reasonable, like the witch. Yeah, and then she's, she's basically like, like the, the the witch from Snow White. She's like, call me, this happened, you know, mm-hmm. great, you know. Yeah, she's like, oh, like this is not the change we need. What's the change we need? Me, and I'm in control, no, and I will, and I will control everything about your lives, and I will tax you all into oblivion, because she's I ba- am your leader. She's basically Isma. From, oh, she like, is easy. Know, uh, right? yeah. Because, like, like, well, like to be fair, like you know, uh, what's the emperor? Like uh, the emperor from that, Cusco. Cusco. Like he was a terror. He was not a good. He was not a good. He leader. was an he idiot. Was an egomaniac. He didn't, he didn't really do do his job at all. But like, she was worse. Mm-hmm. And she was way Somehow. worse. And not only was she worse, she didn't even know how to like, like how to like lead properly and all that. So I was like, yeah, we're we're in such a weird bind here in Alberta because like. Like, as much as I, I, okay, I know we'll say this, like, you know, I am glad that Alberta at times has been far more re- reluctant to... To impose this to stuff do, like, than other provinces. Yeah, to, like, do what Quebec did, to do what Ontario did. And as much as I'm, like, I'm grateful for that, I'm also kind of, like, like, it's having, so difficult because, yeah. Yeah, not, like, having a stance and then revoking it because it's like, well, like... We don't want to be responsible. It's like, you won't be responsible. You won't be. Like, you're just doing this because somebody is dictating the narrative. And you're like, well, I feel like I have no option because otherwise the left will get mad at me. And it's like, who cares if the left gets mad at you? Who cares if the left gets mad at you? You could pull a DeSantis and you would be a hero in all of our, and you'd be a hero in all of our, in all of Canada. But like, the thing is, DeSantis is different because he's actually, he's not just, he, like, like Kenny is basically advocating between all or nothing. He's basically the straw man that you and I all, always get subjected to. They're like, we're like, no, oh, we should like, we shouldn't be doing lockdowns. We're like, well, what do you want to do? Nothing. And I'm like, no, I never said that. I'm advocating for an actual solution, like focus protection, which mm-hmm. is being backed by tons of scientists. They're like, right well, that's just so stupid. It won't, it'll never work. I'm like, well, we won't know now, will we? Because we're not trying it. But DeSantis is actually. He's he's doing both. He's like, yes, we're trying to like you know do what we think it's like you know like you know like like rolling out the vaccines. He's never like said that the vaccines are terrible or horrible or anything like that. But he's also tried to find real solutions mm-hmm. that are effective and are based on science. Yeah, I'm like, and who can't get behind that except the power hungry lunatics and Democrat part? Yeah, party. who want to make anybody but, who doesn't go for crazy lockdowns to make them try and look like their cause? They're the cause. Of all the death. Yeah, but DeSantis is also like incredibly transparent. Mm-hmm. When there's like attacks on him on something, he he'll go right to the media. He'd be like, "Hey, 
Here's the problem. I'm going to confront here's you. And I'm going to just, oh yeah. Like just shout yeah, it in their face. And he's like, you lied. Yeah. And here's how. Whereas Kenny's yeah. just like, um, I'm sorry that we have to do this. And it yeah. pains me to say this, but I've been convinced. I'm going to have to lock you in your I'm going to have to lock you <laughs> and your family. And if you're not unvaccinated, then you can't see anybody. And yeah, I'm sorry. terrible, but uh, it's for the greater that, good. That the greater good. The greater, the greater good. <laughs> yeah. But thankfully, thankfully, just be for well, the greater good. The we will see. Good. We will see. So right now, so this was two days ago, Western Standard Exclusive, 30 plus UCB constituency presidents agreed to push for Kenny leadership review. A meeting of the UCP Constituency Association presidents agreed unanimously to press for an early leadership review of Premier Jason Kenney. On September 13th, a scheduled virtual meeting was held with approximately 32 participants, according to several of the presidents. According to the sources, the presidents of the media agreed to commence the process of passing a special resolution at their local constituency boards to initiate a leadership review no later than March 2022. Neither all the... Nearly all of them supported the motion for an early leadership review. One of the sources said none of them explicitly spoke against it, and I believe that all of them are on board right now. Another president told the Western Standard at the conclusion of the discussion, the individual chairing of the meeting asked, is there anyone opposed to an early leadership review? And nobody spoke up. It was unanimous. So, and one of the presidents said, the AGM of 2022 is way too late. We have to act now. Mm -hmm. So. Some rumors are saying that this leadership review is happening tomorrow. Mm -hmm. So I've been hearing a lot about this. Yeah, yeah, we've been hearing a lot of like a lot of rumors about this, and we don't know what to expect. We really don't. Um, it could be a bunch of different things. It could be that J Jason Kenny could be ousted from the UCP. I don't think that's likely tomorrow. Yeah, but. Like, it is within the realm of possibility, unfortunately, that if he is ousted, who, re well, not unfortunately, but it's a mystery who, who would replace him and what their policies him. would be. And probably yeah, probably worse. Because you know what I, you know what it feels like, the media is trying to portray that Albertans want more lockdowns. Yeah. You know what it feels like? It feels like we're, 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 we're going through. Um, a repeat of the 1977 revolution in Russia. Okay. And if you know anything about it, and uh, it's like the Tsar Nicholas uh, II, I think his mm -hmm. name was. Yep. Um, he was a weak leader. Yes. Like he he legitimately like you know seemed like he wanted to do the right thing, but he was too weak. He didn't know how to take on the forces around him. He also a lot had of people were advocating this. He did. He, he. I mean, there was a lot of things going on, but like essentially, what you need to know about him was he was a weak leader. Yeah. And he was being pressured hard by these very aggressive, like, you know, factions that were trying to oust him. And eventually people felt like, okay, we're done with him. We're sick of him. And there was like a big time revolution between the loyalists and um, and this new upstart party, the Bolsheviks, right? Yep. And so the Bolsheviks took over. They basically forced them into exile, killed a lot of them. And they took over. And sure enough, guess what? The Bolsheviks were worse. Than the like than whatever like Tsar Nicholas was doing, and they basically uh, just mm -hmm. became a reign of terror, like yeah. a reign of a nightmare reign. Oh yeah, I'm worried that oh, as much as I don't worried. like Kenny because he's a weak leader, is that they're going to create something worse, and I mm -hmm. do feel like it's maybe coming. Um, 
because I don't know, like you know, Ken, like you can tell, Kenny is not a, uh, he's not, he's not, he doesn't have that, he he doesn't have that same. Okay, so if you look at like Scott Moe in Saskatchewan, or which well, we didn't even talk about what Saskatchewan of, did, and Saskatchewan was no, brutal. You're dumb. Uh, or like, what was the guy's name in uh, Manitoba? Um, oh, you know the premier there, whatever his name was. Like, the, I can the, see his both face. of them. Yeah, but you see them talk, and you can tell they both like they look at the camera and they they actually speak with like a legitimate contempt. Uh, people who don't listen, Kenny, when he talks to the camera, he you don't see the contempt. You see this like a reluctant, almost like a guy who's reluctantly under duress, like try, having to force this thing down. And that's why I'm like, I don't like the fact, the idea that they're going to put somebody else in who is likely going to be like a full on, like, you know, like Australia style lunatic who's going to push harder oh. and, you know, harder. What's that's going on? Interesting. There's actually a new premier of Manitoba. What? Yeah. Oh, so, you know, I, I knew that. He, the original one, uh, he decided to leave or step down. Yeah, Pallister. Pallister stepped down and has now been replaced by Kelvin Gertson. That's a terrible name. Kelvin Gertson? And yeah, he was, that was 20 days ago he became premier. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah, I knew that he was, uh, that Brian Pallister was stepping down. I did not know that. But. Because I just haven't been paying attention to Manitoba. Yeah, who does? Oh, well, Uh, Manitoba is like, yeah, we have no plans to reopen. We're just going to continue this nonsense forever. But yeah, yeah the, Mani- the, the sad thing here is yeah, yeah, it's it's, 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 it's all going to get worse. Oh yeah, it's yeah. all going to get worse. And like like we were saying, like the guy that we interviewed at the rally, it's like how do we get through this? How do we end this nonsense? Mass uniform non-compliance. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, as that like I said this last night on my Facebook and I had this little gif, and it's like how the United States is looking right now. And it was like Bug Bunny with hearts in his eyes. Because, <laughs> like, we all know, we all realize that if this gets much worse, then in all honesty, screw Alberta. Screw it. There's nothing left that is worth staying for. And, like, yeah, it's like, okay, well, I have family. It's like, all right, sell your property. Let's get going. Like, what's there to stay if we're living under a tyranny? Like, escape while you can. Yeah. And yeah, right and- now, like, if we, if it gets much worse, then it's like, okay, you can't leave. Australia, you literally cannot leave the country. They force you to stay. It's a prison colony. Yeah, it is a prison colony. It started off as a prison colony, and now it's back to it. And mm-hmm. I don't want to be here when it becomes a prison colony. That's the scary part. Yeah. The thing is, it's like it's like people fled Europe under both the like you know the Nazi occupation, mm-hmm. but also under the Soviet occupation. Yep, they, they fled did. like the Eastern Bloc like crazy for yep. freer countries, jumping over the but wall. But back then, yeah, but back then, like that was legitimately a viable option because those free like there's, there was nothing to say that those free countries weren't going to stay free countries. Yeah. Right now, you leave the you leave Canada. Go to the U.S. I'm like, yes, U.S. is definitely going to be better. I think, mm-hmm. specifically, if you go to the right place. Yeah, but they're not far they're behind not, us. They're not that far behind us. Yeah, the yeah. the Democrats are pushing mm-hmm. for full 
everything and the, the country's falling apart in a lot of ways. Oh, like, it is. Like the border crisis. Yeah, it's falling apart. But yeah, it's like I've said this before and I'll say it many, many times again. The United States has a better foundation and it has much more of an opportunity to return to a semblance of normalcy. Yeah. In Canada, because we have no foundation in law, because the court system in Canada has, there is no foundation in law. And so they're like, well, whatever the premiers and whatever the ruling parties in the provinces say, that's what we're going to follow. That's what we're going to abide by. And so I had as my background picture on Facebook, Canadians have no human rights because we have no human rights that are enshrined in law and that are ironclad. Whereas Americans, they have enshrined human rights and they are in law. And the Constitution, thankfully, is still holding strong. It's still holding strong. Like, Biden can make these policies because Biden is a jackass. But the Supreme Court can reject it. Now, he can try and subvert the Supreme Court, but you can't just be like, okay, I'm going to act as, as I please, and I'm going to subvert every other checks and balances to my power in the land. You can't just continue to do that, because it doesn't make any sense. Whereas you can easily do that in Canada, because, mm-hmm. like, like, really, there is nothing... Uh, there's no, This is why we were so afraid of a majority government. Yep. Majority government means that you basically, like, you get to do whatever the heck you want. Mm-hmm. Nobody can stop you. Yep. There's no checks and balances in Canada. That's why... Like, Canada is the easiest country to become a dictatorship. Yeah. Because the system is broken. It's fundamentally it is. broken here. Brutal. Yeah. So, yeah it's it's I, crazy. And the times we're living in are insane. And we kind of have to say this every week, because every week it's just like, and we're coming back to the depressing, and it's very depressing. But, like, without without faith, there is no hope. I would be a miserable, miserable person with a face. <laughs> and that's the only thing that keep me going. And I'm so glad yeah. to be going to a church, which is like, yep, we're standing against this stuff. We're standing strong. And there's nothing you can do to like take us away or supplant us. And I'm like, yes. Amen. Because <laughs> that's in the end, when everything else is taken from you, that's what really matters. Mm. It's having a firm yeah, foundation of belief. Yeah, I just want to encourage people. I'm like, you know, like it's it's looking hopeful or hopeless right now for a lot of people. Like, you know, people are like facing like horrible choices and all that. But I want to remind people, like, this is not new. Well, it's it's new to us because, like, you know, we we basically lived in a very privileged time, yep. a time in history where we had like freedoms and opportunities and you know things that you know nobody else in in history has had. People never really had the opportunities that we Canadians had and it's sad that this is all going away and it is because freedoms and opportunities and all the things that we had they're they're not like givens they're given to us by our by people like in the past who fought for them but when you don't appreciate them you don't you don't know that you don't Mm -hmm. you lose them yeah you lose and we are losing them yeah and so what we're really going into is we're going into times when that most of human history has been the case like you know uh you know in the the 15 16 1700s 1800s in Europe you did not have the rights that we have today yeah and we're just, we're just going back to those times mm-hmm. people can get their property taken 
without asking. People can the the the, the authorities can just come come into your house. The, yep. You can be imprisoned for all sorts of reasons without all sorts of like protections. Any sort of just cause. I mean, this is what this is what people want. They 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 don't realize that they they think that they're they're getting safety, but they're getting a dystopia instead. So, yeah, like it's not it's not a, it's not unusual in human standards, and it can be overcome. But it's just we're gonna have to learn how to live in a very different world. Mm-hmm. And so I encourage people not it's like the goal the. The option shouldn't be give up. No. There's, there's more. Never. There's ways through this. Like I'm not gonna be able to go eat at a restaurant now, but I can still order out. Yep. And I, you know, to be honest, I don't actually want to eat at these restaurants that they're treat like. Even if I, even if I was vaccinated, I legitimately no. would not want to eat there. And I'm, and, and and this is like something I'm, I'm telling people now. It's like if we go to a restaurant and you order delivery or you order takeout, stop giving them a tip. Yep. If this, if this restaurant supports this kind of garbage don't tip them yep. because they don't deserve your any extra money from you they just deserve the bare bare minimum mm-hmm. you know yeah yeah totally hmm? all right so that's gonna be the end of today's episode it mm-hmm. was oh i think my shirt my shirt kind of like really shows the uh the spirit of the times can you see it Steven? little kitty cat little kitty cat holding a little uh like four leaf clover, but one of his clovers <laughs> fell out. I'm like, oh, this is like our times. Like we used to be very for- we used to be very fortunate and blessed, but now we're not. Now yeah. we only have a regular three leaf clover. Yeah, and there's me yeah. with the upside down Canadian flag because I'm just like Canada's in distress. Deal with it. Emergency. <laughs> yeah, emergency. So yes, as I said, this is going to be the end of today's episode. If you have stuck with us, which so I know many of you have. Yay. So we thank you for all our new listeners, because I know there's a few. Yeah. But yeah, if oh, you and- stayed with us, you know what to do. All our platforms are listed on our website. If you want, like, check out our website. Danny did a pretty good job on it. It's pretty cool. And he writes a lot yeah. of specialty stuff, which he sends to churches and whatnot, which is pretty dope. Yeah. And it has yeah. all the links on there. Yeah. And- I'm actually going to uh, open it here back from these churches. Probably oh, yeah. We'll we see hope. what they say. But, Fingers yeah. crossed. And one more big announcement is that this is going to be the last week, which we are actually going to be referring to ourselves as the Half Blind Hecklers. So as of next week, as of episode 125, we will be referring to ourselves from now until the future. We will be going under the name of the Shrewd Dudes podcast with the motto of why be rude when you can be shrewd. Mm-hmm. And I'll let Danny kind and, uh, of give the explanation for all of that. But yeah, go ahead. I, I like that. Yeah, like well, like I it we've rhymes. been we've been racking we've been racking our brains for like the longest time trying to think like what could we call it? Because like Stephen started this uh, podcast um, with Tate, and Tate is like you know like like legally blind, and it made sense. It was a like, kind of a funny little thing and all that. Mm-hmm. So like you know at the beginning like you know half blind, and then you're hecklers because. The, the idea is to make to laugh at like you know politics, mm-hmm. yeah. but like as the shows evolve, like I've joined on and we've taken and, on a lot of things. And Tate's kind like, of taking a real of, backseat role. Yeah, like he's kind of like more of like you know secondary or like you know tertiary. Um, like the shows are actually evolved into something totally different. Now we're more of a we're we're much more serious. We're more like serious Focused. topics, and we do a lot more focused kind of like you know, ideas. And the idea is that we want to encourage people to think critically yeah. to. 
you know, to use, you know, like a reason to be skeptical, to like, you know, become better at, you know, like uh, analyzing. And then part of our, our goal, it, our, our, our approach is we want to provide you with resources, with uh, articles, with things to think about, and then encourage you to, to like, you know, like not only educate yourselves, but to educate others. And so the, the Shrewd Dudes actually was like uh, one of our listeners, uh, Shelly, uh, you know, like we were, we came up with it one day, one night. She just suggested like, what about this name? And I'm like, yeah, that's, that's funny. It still has the humorous kind of tone to it because it's almost like a, like a self, de- uh, self deprecatory kind of like, you know, like, oh yeah, we're shrewd, you know, <laughs> but it's still, it, 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 I like the idea that instead of like, you know, in a world that's just becoming rude and, you know, mm-hmm. everyone's becoming really like, you know, like mean, we still want to encourage people to be, true to be you know to think critically to, to think intelligently and that's our that's our mission yeah is education and you know like and, and encouraging people to be better mm-hmm. at um at all this stuff so yeah for so sure i'm going to be updating the website with the much more succinct name than the like the the crazy long like you know name that we have right now so it'll be nice <laughs> Oh, the disacog and all that. Yeah, yeah. Because mm-hmm. that, when you don't have a domain name, it, it just defaults to, to giving you something like that. Yeah, and that's a little... It's awkward to find us, so we're going to work on making it easier to find us, making it easier to access the website, and the transition will come gradually onto Facebook, and, of course, we'll notify people on all of our platforms that this is changing, and we're going to... I'll still put like formally known as the half blind hecklers in case anybody does not see this change this week. So that it'd be like, Oh, what's this? Like I'm following this. I don't even know what this is. And it's like, Oh, they're that. So it'll, will always be known as formerly the half blind hecklers. And mm-hmm. yeah. that's just the way it's going to be. Cause we still want to pay homage to our roots and Tate right. will come on once in a while. Mm-hmm. And so that's, how we're going to move forward and yeah. if you like the change then let us know because it's nice yeah all right <laughs> we will Everybody. see you on thursday and yeah. until then last couple times i'm going to say this we may be blind but we can still see the truth have a great night and as always god bless everybody